0: You motherfucking bitch ass bitch. Please please, play some good music.
1: You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. You Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I'm your host, Kay Edwards, coming to you live from 100 Bogart Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn, in the hot city of New York. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you tuned in to talk with, well, to hear me talk to you today. And hopefully you'll talk back to me if someone calls. My number is 718 928 9732. But as usual, Before I get this show started, you know, I always want to do my housekeeping and I'm going to be doing the same housekeeping until our birthday comes in May. But I just want to remind everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn is having a drive to five fundraising campaign. We turn five years old in May, people. And remember, I talked to you last week about the number five. It means balance. So we are having a fundraiser. We're trying to raise $25,000 so that we can continue to bring you commercial free independent radio for another five years. And because we like to make it fun, we don't want you to just think you're just giving away your money. Even though when you give us your money and you make a donation, you are actually keeping shows like my show and the other shows that come on, the music shows that everyone likes to listen to and their other talk shows and comedy shows and just informational shows that come on. You're keeping that alive on this station. So we also have a trivia game this month and it's from what I understand, from what I was told, it's all about things in Bushwick or this one. It's all about things in Bushwick and they give you three minutes to answer a certain number of questions. And if you answer those questions in the least amount of time you win a Radio Free Brooklyn t-shirt. These were specially made t-shirts that we had made up for the campaign. And you can actually, when you make a donation, I believe a certain donation amount will get you a t-shirt. But if you want to play the trivia game, you can do that as well, win a t-shirt. But it's all in good fun. And then we want you to call us, too, to tell us happy birthday. The number is 718-673-8201. Or just leave us a message and tell us what show you listen to and how this radio station has impacted your life. You know, how it's made changes. It might not have impacted it at all, or it might have really done something great for you. Either way, we want to hear from you. We want to play those messages on the air. And we haven't gotten any yet, I don't believe. So I want my listeners to call in and just leave a message. 718-673-8201. And just say what you like about Radio Free Brooklyn and why you want us to continue to broadcast on the air. So, I hope everyone had a blessed week. I hope everyone is excited about the weeks to come. Do you know that we are already in the last weekend of January? Already. We were just, I just posted before. Well, it seems like I just did, but obviously I didn't. I was just posting, I remember, my first New Year's show. I had the 2020 glasses on, and I was on, the, on my Instagram. I'm like, hey, you know, it's the new year. Come on, people, let's get this going. And look, we're already in the last month. I mean, the last month, God forbid. We're already in the last weekend of the month. You see how time flies. So that's why it's so important. And remember, we talked about time, too. How when it's gone, you don't get it back when it's gone, it's gone. So we have to make the most of the time that we have with us. And today, last week, we spoke about words. And you know, we're doing our five-year plan. So we have to make our vision plain. And I forgot to mention, and it's so, it was on my mind to mention it today. And you see how the spirit works. I wanted to mention about Vision boards, because I was telling everyone to get a journal, write everything down. For me, I'm a person that likes to write things. If I write it out, I'm definitely going to remember it. I have to do the longhand, write it out to remember it. A lot of people, they would rather see it. So if you need to see whatever it is that you have your focus for your five-year plan, if you need to see that, then a lot of you should probably do a vision board. And vision boards are, you can get, it, it can be anything. It could be um, a regular cork board. And they're so simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate. But if you want it to be elaborate, you can make it as fancy as you want it, or you can make it just as simple as you want it. It's all up to you. Sometimes vision boards could just be a blank wall in your home, and you cut out pictures of what it is that you see that you have in your mind that you want for yourself. Take some scotch tape and plaster it on that wall. That could be a vision board. Until you go out and get the cork board, because some people are like, oh, you know, I might not have the money to spend on the cork board. And then I got to get the tax to hold it up and the glue and all this glitter. It depends on how you want to do it. Be as creative, creative as you want to with it, or be as simple as you want to with it. Like I said, get a blank wall in your home, some place that you know you can go and look at and think about and meditate on what you put up there. Cut out pictures of what it is that you want to bring into your life, get some scotch tape, put it on that wall, you're good to go. It's that simple. That's your vision. That's your vision board. You, you get a board and you put everything of what you want on it, even sayings. Like if you come across certain scriptures, if you come across certain um, sayings that someone might have said that is inspirational to you or something that you want to remember, put it up on the vision board. So even when you go there to look at your pictures, you still have your words there as well. Like our word for the month is intentional. If you want to put that on the board, be intentional. So when you go to that vision board, it reminds you, okay, I have to be intentional. Everything that I do, I have to do with intention. I have to do with purpose. You can put purpose up there. You could put destiny up there. All these little words that's going to remind you to keep you on track with what you want to do you can put on your vision board. And one of my listeners, they wrote into me and they were telling me that they had just did their first vision board. And when I read that, I chuckled to myself because I said, Lord, I was just about to speak about this on the, on the radio today because I know I was talking to everyone about getting their journals and having your grateful jar. I hope everyone's keeping up with their grateful jars. If you haven't, just start putting things in because you'd be surprised. Like I said, when you look back, and that's the only time you can really remember because the year is long. And in a day, so many things take place. You're not going to remember everything. But when you have the jar, when you have the journal, when you have your now vision board, if that's what you're going to also make for yourself, you have something to look back on. And then when you accomplish, when you make your accomplishments, you also have that because now you're like, oh wow, okay, this is in the done pile, and now this is this is what I have left in my to do pile. So, it, it it just helps keeps things in order. And we talked about how how God has an order for things in the, in the kingdom. There's an order, so we're trying to get our life in order. Not that we're going to be perfect. We know we're not going to be perfect, but we're trying to get our life in order to just make it easier for us to do everything that we have to do so we don't feel so overwhelmed, so we don't feel so confused. And maybe I'm just talking to myself because I'm usually the ones that sometimes gets overwhelmed. But for those of you out there who also get overwhelmed, this keeps you in focus. It keeps you in track of what you have to do. So I just wanted to mention that because it was on my heart to say it because I hadn't mentioned it before. But it's all in line in what I wanted to speak about today because everything I'm saying is just a continuous flow. Nothing that I'm saying is separate and apart from everything else. Everything just joins together. And you, it's, it's like we said, we're gathering our tools so that we can keep on this journey to where we want to be. So today, normally, like I said, God will give me something in my spirit and I'll know exactly what it is I want to talk about. It wasn't until the last hour. Yesterday, yesterday, I was still walking around in the house pondering, what am I going to talk about on the radio today? I knew I could have continued with the topic of words and got really in-depth with it, but I'm not a pastor. Well, I don't see myself as a pastor. I didn't feel that as my calling. I don't know what he has for me to do, but I know I didn't want to, for me to go deeper into words, I would have been really getting into giving a whole sermon-like, and that's not what I was planning to do. So I said, if I didn't get anything, that's what I was going to do. I would have just went in depth with words again and how they really affect your life. Because like I said, yes, last week, I just scratched the surface of what the scriptures say about the words and how we use our words and how our words affect people and ourselves and how our words create destiny or kill destinies. We went into all that, but I could have really went into it deeper, but he gave me, and something that also still has to do with words because the two go together, relationships. He did give me relationships last night because I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, if I talk about words, and as I was starting to put together something to say concerning words, relationships came up. So I figured today we would discuss relationships because relationships also affect how our destiny goes just as just as important as our words is our relationships the connections that we make the people that we have in our lives the people that we come across how we interact with them that also controls not or decides which path we walk on. Because have you ever, you, you know what you want to do. Have you ever, okay, let's just make it simple. Because, you know, I like to keep things simple. You're going out for lunch. You're on your lunch break. You're going out for lunch. Or even if you're on a break, you just want to run out and get something real quick. And as you're in the elevator, as soon as you get down to the lobby, you run into someone that you hadn't seen in a while. And now you only said, okay, I'm going to run out real quick and do whatever, and now before you know it, you've stood there and you've had a 20-minute conversation with this individual. Not that it was bad. I'm not saying that that was bad at all, but I'm just saying how you were focused to go and do what you wanted to do, running into that individual, and because of the relationship that you have with them, it detoured you for at least 20 minutes from what you wanted to do. And sometimes the detour could be, you change your whole, where you're going entirely. You're, you autom- now you're like, oh, well, I just ran into whomever, so let me go out with her. And you end up doing something that you weren't even planning to do. So relationships do play a part in what you're doing in your journey. Now, that was just something simple. It's not going to be, I'm sure it's not going to be detrimental if you spend 20 minutes On a break to run into someone and you have a conversation with them. That's not changing the course of your life. And then again, then again, not to trivialize it, it might. You running into that person just because you wanted to run out and get a quick cup of coffee could actually, depending on what you talk about and the information that they give you, that could have been something pivotal. In your life, you just never know. But because you have that relationship, you now have the opportunity to see if it's just something that, oh, we're just kicking it, or if it's something that, oh, wow, I really needed to know that. So I want to ask you, when you think about relationships, and when you think about the relationships that you presently have, how are they affecting the way you walk in your life? How are they affecting the things that you do in your everyday? And how will they affect your five year plan? Because even though we're still doing our everyday, we have to keep in the back of our mind, we have this plan that we're trying to get to. That's why we're taking this journey. We're trying to get someplace and we're doing it in a span of five years. So now, how does this person? play a part in that plan as well. And I know when you talk to people and you look at people, you don't look at them in like that, like, oh, well, where are you going to be five years from now in my life? That's not exactly how you think about it unless you're looking at a mate. Well, that's something different. That's a different type of relationship. If it's a mate that you're looking at or someone that you're talking to or thinking about, like some of you may have on your five-year plan, I want to be married in five years. So now if you're now starting to get to know someone and you want to know how do they fit into my 5-year plan then yes you would look at that individual to see is this who i'm supposed to be with are they really what i need in my life yeah for them you're looking at them to see if they're going to be on this journey with you to get to that 5-year end but to others the rest of us if if it's just family members like if you think about it we learn how to function in relationships from our our first introduction to relationships is in our family. Because those are the first people that you meet, right? The first people that you meet when you're born are your relatives. That's your mother and father, your sisters and your brothers, if you have some, and then your extended family, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents. And then you meet friends of the family. But the your first impression of relationships and how you learn to interact with people begins with your immediate family as you're growing up in that household. That's why I, last week when I spoke about words, and this is how words tie in as well. And I was saying how when you speak to young children, you have to be so careful to what you say to them because they're learning not only just communication, but they're also learning how to interact with other individuals by what you say to them, how you treat them, how you respond to them. These are things that they're going to later take out into the world, and this is going to be their guideline of how they're going to interact with others. So now if you learn early how to interact with others positively, Because in your household, it was one of everyone sits down, you know, you talk or it's a family, you know, you treat people in a certain way. You don't fight because, you know, you have siblings, you're going to fight. But if it was like, okay, you know, you don't fight. You sit down, you talk it out. What's the problem? What's this? What's that? okay, then you know how to when you're in the world. If you have a disagreement with someone, okay, no, I don't have to fight that person. You know, let's just discuss this and see what the real problem is. Let's get to the root of what the problem is. And maybe we could come to some type of compromise. Not that we're going to always agree, but we could at least compromise with one another and say, okay, well, we can work it out this way. But if you come from a household where if you and your siblings were fighting and your parents just let you fight, well, whoever wins wins. So when you get out in the world... You figure if you want to get your way, the first thing you want to do is you want to fight the person because that's all you know. That's how you know how to interact with people. Well, if I don't get my way, then we're going to have to fight it out and whoever wins, wins. And I'm, I'm not saying I didn't come from a household like that. We fight it out and whoever wins, wins. My mother didn't go for the whole fighting thing at all. But there are some families that they would fight. They would fight each other. And I'm not saying that you don't get annoyed with your siblings. Yes, you're going to get annoyed with your siblings, but I can't physically seeing, even though you might feel like choking some of your siblings sometimes, (laughs) you might feel like it, but you would never go and literally do it. But there are some people who would literally fight their family. They would fight them. And if that's what you learn in your household from a young age, then that's what you grow. Whatever you learn as a child, you become that as an adult. And I always say that even with parents. You can't start training a child at 13. Or figure, oh, they're a teenager now, they should know. They're only going to know what you put in them from when they were two. If he was cutting up or she was cutting up at two, and yeah, everybody wants to say terrible twos, terrible twos. At two years old, yeah, they're feeling their way. And they're testing you to see what they can get away with, and whatever you allow them to get away with at two, trust me, they're gonna multiply that. And at twelve, they're still gonna be, they're still going to want to get away with it. So at two, when you say, "Oh, it's so cute," just let him be, or "Oh yeah, she said, she said that to me." Oh, you know, she's a child; she doesn't understand. Hmm. Best believe, at twelve, when she's saying that same thing to you, and you now want to tell her. Who do you think you're speaking to? Don't back talk me. You didn't stop it when they were two years old. So how are they going to stop it now at 12? This is the way they know to communicate with you. So don't think that when they become a teenager, oh, well, then that's when I'll. mm -mm. You have to start it from young. Raise up the child. Right. It says it right there in the Bible. Raise up the child the right way. So then when they're older, they'll know how to act. Basically, that's what that scripture is saying. And they're not going to know if you don't teach them. So the relationships that we learn, we learned them early. And that was our first introduction to relationships. So then after we come out and we go to school, we interact with other people. We interact with teachers. We interact with our schoolmates. We learn another form of relationships because now we're outside of our home. And we're dealing with outside people. So we learn how to interact with people differently. I may interact with my sisters differently than I'm going to interact with one of my schoolmates. You know, there's certain things I'll talk to with my sister, but I won't talk to with my schoolmate. Or there's some things I may talk to with my schoolmate that I might not talk to with my sister. So you learn how to, you're now learning how to navigate with other individuals outside of your home. And then you go to school, like I said, you go to college and you, um, you go to your place of employment. And that's, I've, (laughs) the one thing that I will remember, that's where you can see with how people were raised. I've never been surprised in a place of employment when you, the way you interact with people you know exactly how they were raised in their household because some come to come, some come to work with a certain worth work ethic that you know there's just certain things you do you don't have problems following rules and taking direction you speak in a certain tone there's just certain things that you know when you get into a workplace but those who come into a workplace and act like they're still hanging out in a park somewhere. Okay. So you build your relationships with that. And then now the people that you have in your life, I want you to think about it. The people that you have in your life. Why are they there? And I know we don't always think about it in that term of why are they there. But I think a lot of us, had we thought about this earlier, like, well, why is this person even in my life? We could have saved ourselves a lot of headache, a lot of disappointment. A lot of extra work. Because some people you have in your life, you really don't need in your life. Some people we keep around us because we're comfortable with them and they're familiar to us. So we'll keep them because it's a safe place. Even if it's a headache, it's a safe hit. It's a safe headache. It's like better to be with the devil you know than the devil you don't. So, but in this journey that we're doing, and if we're trying to be our best person of who we want to be, we have to evaluate everything. We have to take into we have to take into consideration everything that's around us because everything that's around us is going to affect us. And it's either going to help us get to being the best person we want to be, or it's going to hinder us from being the best person we want to be. So even in the company that you keep now, it's something to think about. Is this person really someone that I need in my life? And I'm not saying just, oh, kick them to the curb. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the time that you spend with them, is it valuable time that's actually doing something for you? Okay, it could be and not like they it doesn't have to be that they're doing something in um in a manner of that every time you're with them it's it's productive and they're they're pushing you towards your five-year goal or no, it could be just a it could be a person that just makes you laugh. If you're around someone and you have someone in your life that just makes you feel good, then they're a person worth hanging hanging on to and keeping in your life. Because at the times when you're not working on doing what you want to do for you, that's your downtime. That could be your time where it's just, you know what? This person I could just sit with, have fun with, and just talk, and life is easy. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have someone in your life who's constantly giving you grief, that you know when that one person calls on the phone, not only are they going to take up an hour of your time, but they're going to take up an hour of your time with nonsense. Those are the type of people you have to evaluate. Do you really need them in the position in your life that they are presently holding? Like, I don't know what position they're holding. I don't know if they're in a major position. I don't know if they're just in a small position. But you just have have to evaluate everything and everybody that's in your life. Some things are a distraction. Like that person that I was just mentioning. If they call you and they're talking to you on the phone for an hour about something that has nothing to do with anything that you probably discussed with them two weeks ago and you gave them the solution of what they should do and now they're still calling you again with the same thing, then that's a waste of your time. Yes, you can listen to them, but you need to evaluate how much time am I really going to give to this person when I could be doing something else? So sometimes you have to weigh what's important and what's not important. And those, we all have those friends who bring drama in our life. No matter what's going on, there's always something going on with them. And yes, we all have drama and drama could be as drastic as you want it to be or as trivial as you want it to be. Some people's drama, I could look at them and be like, that's not even dramatic. What are you talking about? That's so simple. But to them in their life, it's a big it's a big thing and something in my life I tell them about and they're like, I can't even relate to that. So you have your own levels of what's drama in your life and what's not. But we all know, well, at least I know I've had, I don't have them anymore, but I've had friends that no matter when I talked to them, there was never anything good that was going on with them. And I was always thinking about how could there never be anything good going on? Not one thing. Every time I speak to you, it's always something so like the sky is falling. The world is about to come to an end. Those people are draining, And those people, I have weeded out of my life. I, I couldn't. I-, I used to have them there and figure, you know, you can be a good friend. You know, just be there for them if they need you. You know, if they need to talk to you, just be there for But after a while, it became so emotionally draining and I didn't realize it. But when I used to hang up the phone after talking with them, I would be so tired, so tired until the Lord showed me they're draining you emotionally. What are you getting from this individual other than the fact that you can say, oh, yes, I've known them for a number of years and, you know, we were friends at one point. And they had some, they played some part in my life. But he's like, you're not in that season anymore. That season's over. You're not there. If they're still there, leave them there. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? He's right. And everything does come in seasons. Ecclesiastics tells us that. There's a time and place for everything. There's a season for everything. And some of our friends are Seasonal. Some of our friends or some of, let's say, okay, let's not say friends because everybody is not going to be a friend. There are some relationships that are in your life that are going to be seasonal. There are some people that are going to be around you only for a duration of time. And when that time is up, we need to know when to let that go. And like I said, a lot of times we'll hold on to it because it's familiar And we like to hold on to things that are familiar to us because it makes us comfortable. I mean, even like I said, if it's a headache, even if it's chaos, we like to be comfortable knowing the chaos that we're getting. We don't want to encounter new chaos. So a lot of times we will hold on to people that we should be letting go because everyone is for a season. And I can't say what the season is. Only you know what the season is because you know what you're doing in your journey and what God has placed before you. But with knowing that people are just there for a season, those people, like I was about to say, the people that I know that were emotionally draining to me, I had to cut that off. And it's not like I don't still love them as individuals. I do. But I'll, and I will speak to them from time to time. But I can't give them my all like I used to. I cannot. Because what he has me doing now and everything that I'm doing just in my life and just the movements that I'm making, they no longer fit into that space. See, they fit in that space when I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And that's how you'll know who needs to be with you and who shouldn't be with you. Because if, if you're in a space and you know you're not moving in the direction that you want to move in, but yet all these people are here and you're okay with it and you're comfortable there, then when you start moving in the direction you're supposed to move in and it starts to become too much, then you know that they aren't supposed to be walking with you. As long as you're sitting still, yeah, if you're sitting still, you're not going to recognize who needs to be there and who doesn't need to be there because you're sitting still. You're not doing anything. So everybody that's there, it's fine. It's just one big party grab a seat, grab a drink, let's, let's all just sit around and do nothing. Once you start moving, you'll notice you can't keep, you, you're not going to be able to have those people coming with you if they're not moving with you. Because you're not going to keep walking back to get them, to bring them to the spot where you're at, just so that they can be with you. You're going to keep going on your journey. And if they're left where they are, that's on them. Yes, you, you will still keep in contact with them if you so choose, if he feels that it's someone who you need to keep in contact with. But you might not keep in contact with them at all. It might just be for a period of time that you don't speak to them at all. And that's okay. Because whatever you're doing in your life is what you need to do in your life. And whatever they're doing in their life is what they need to do in their life. You no longer have a life that's meshed together. But that's not to say that it doesn't come around again. Now, see, if it's something that is not beneficial for you and you're on this journey being focused to get to where you want to get, to be who you want to be, to fulfill your purpose and your calling, If they come around again and they weren't positive, then you have to look at that. Is this a distraction now? Why are they coming back into my life at this moment? Especially if I had to walk away from them. Why are they now coming back into my life? That's when you really have to evaluate what was the relationship? What was the value of that relationship? And it could be positive or negative. You could look at it as, are they a distraction to keep me from where I'm going, where I've been headed? Or have they now caught up with you that now you are taking this little step again and then they're going to branch off from you to go where they need to go? You just never know. But you have to evaluate everyone that comes into your life. Hmm, why are they in my life again? Especially if it's someone from your past. If it's someone from your past and you've left that, and especially if you've left it because you're no longer there in that season, you have to think about why are they now back? What's the purpose of it? They're not just there just to, just to be there. Everything happens for a reason. Nothing just happens and it doesn't matter. Everything that happens in your life, it matters on some level. It's just for you to figure out what level it matters. So now if this person is coming back into your life, and like I said, you you evaluate the relationship from what it was because you could remember what it was, where you were when it was taking place. And if you see that now, when you think about where you guys were and where you are now, it could be a positive thing because maybe that separation that you had between each other is something that you both needed. Because had you stayed in a relationship with each other, you might not have gotten to where you are now. Because sometimes people are in your life just to give you the push to get you to where you're going. And then there are those that, like I said, can be distractions and totally take you off the course of where you need to be. But you'll know that, especially when you start your journey, you'll know if someone's a distraction or not a distraction. But the ones that come from your past, those are the ones that you really have to think about. Like, hmm, why are they back in my life again? And for the most part, you can figure it out right away, especially if your mind is focused on what it is that you have to do. You can figure out right away, are they there for a positive reason or are they there for a negative reason? And now new people that come into your life, you have to evaluate that as well. Some relationships, connections that you make, it could be just for the moment, okay, I need—I met this person and they can take me to here or they can give me direction to go there not necessarily that they're going to be in your life for the for the duration of your journey. And then there are some that you just might. You might meet new people along the way who will put there purposely just to help you get to where you need to go. Because now you have to remember in this journey that you're taking and transforming yourself, you are going to run into different people because you're now opening yourself up to different arenas. New doors are going to be opening and behind those doors are going to be people that you've probably never encountered before. Because every time you go to a different level, you're going to be meeting different people. You're going to meet the people that are at that level. And if you were never at that level, of course, you don't know who they are. You might have walked by them. You might have knew of them, but you never had to interact with so that's something you have to remember and keep in mind as well. When you meet new people, okay, what is this for? What is the purpose of me meeting these people? Is this someone who I really need to hold on to? Is it someone that I should really get to know? Is it someone that I should allow space in my life? Because you know, whenever you let someone in and you're allowing them space, it's taking time and energy from what you have to do. Because now this is another piece of the puzzle, of your puzzle, that you now have to um, contend with. And it could be a good piece of the puzzle, but you have to evaluate that. And that's when it comes with the, the whole being intentional, the whole thing with the words, and now with the relationships. He's getting us ready for what he has in store for us in this new decade that's ahead of us. But remember, we said we left that old decade behind. Everything that happened then is the past. We're no longer looking back at that. We're moving on to something better. So with the moving on to something better, all these things are coming into place. So we will be mindful of when we meet these new people and form these new relationships that we're going to have, the words that we use are going to be ever so important. We're not going to speak to them in the manner that we were accustomed to speaking to people. We're not going to say what we were accustomed to saying. We're going to now say what we know to say to be true because we're going to watch our words. We're going to watch what we say because we know our words bring life. So in these new connections, these new relationships that he's going to be forming everything. He's getting our, we were already talking about from the beginning, our footwear. Remember we had the joke about the flip-flops and I told you you need to find out what type of shoes that you're going to be wearing for this journey that you're taking. So he already has us getting our appearance together so that we know exactly what we're doing and we have our footing and where we're going. So we already started the motion of taking this journey So now he's teaching us the language. He's teaching us how we're supposed to speak when we get into this new levels that we're going to be encountering. And now he's reminding us of relationships, the people that he's going to be bringing into our life, the people that we might have to just set to the side for a moment or for as long as he says. And he'll let you know. When it's time for people to leave out of your life, he'll, he will let you know, either he'll tell you, you know, this is no longer good, or they'll just leave on their own. And a lot of times when they leave on their own, that's the ones that we really can't understand. But it's like, well, what happened? You know, what did I do? Or what did I say? Or how did this all get to this? When you think about it, you're like, how did it get to this? But in the end, somewhere down the road, he will show you you will see what that relationship was in truth. Whether it was something good, whether it was something bad, whether it was something just for the moment, or whether it's something that's going to come around back again later. He'll show you all that. But when he starts to remove people from your life, you got to let it go. And I know, like I said, it's familiar and sometimes it's hard. But If you stay focused on what you have to do and you keep moving where you have to move, then it'll all work out. And a lot of times we don't want to move because we're afraid. We're uncertain. You know, nobody really wants to venture. We really don't like change. We are not creatures that like change at all. We like to be comfortable. Everyone likes to be comfortable. But we have to remember that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. We have the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. So in this journey that we're doing, and that was Second Timothy 1 and 7, for those of you who like to write down the scriptures that I say, so that you can check back for yourself, which you should always do. If I give you a scripture if I quote something, you should always go and check it for yourself to make sure that I've said exactly what was there. Sometimes I'll paraphrase, and I'll let you know when I'm paraphrasing. But... um. Oh, as I was saying, yeah, we want to stay where we're comfortable. But in this new journey that we're taking, we're not going to be comfortable. We're not going to because we're going to be venturing into territories that we have never been in before. Because think about it. If you've been there before, then you wouldn't be on this journey to get there. That's why we started the journey, so that we can get someplace that we've never been. If you've been there, then it's not a journey. It's just a It's another vacation. It's just going back to someplace that you're familiar with. So you have to think of it and embrace it. Okay, this journey, I decided to take this road. I decided I wanted to do these changes. I decided this is what I wanted in my life. So now with that, I'm going to embrace everything that's unfamiliar, even if it's uncomfortable. And I'm going to navigate my way through the changes. And once you look at it like that, it makes it a lot easier because then you're not fighting it. You're not fighting it. Because when you think about it, in Genesis, Abram, God told him to leave his family, his countrymen, his land that he knew. And he was taking him to a foreign land that he knew nothing about. Abram packed his stuff and left. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where God was sending him. But even when he packed his stuff and left, his nephew came with him. So, see, he still had something familiar with him that he carried with him. And he would later learn that that carrying of that nephew was not what he needed. It it worked for a time. It helped him do the transition in the beginning of what he needed to do. But then it was friction between him and the nephew because the land couldn't hold all the cattle that they had. So the herdsmen were fighting. So they decided to split and go their separate ways. They looked around and he decided to let Lot go take what he wanted. And he took the opposite side and they went their separate ways. But I'm going to tell you something. In that story, God was blessing them when they were together. But when they separated, it wasn't until they separated that God spoke to him and then told him the reason why he had brought him out of that land. So that's something for you to think about as well. You can be in a relationship with someone. And you can be following and going on your journey and saying, okay, yeah, this is where I need to be and I'm going to get there and this is what he showed me, but you're still carrying someone with you because it's familiar, so you want to be comfortable. But let me just remind you, and not saying that God's not going to bless you while that person is still there. Yeah, you're still, both of you are still going to receive your blessings, but is that the, the best blessing that you can get? Because like I said, if you read the story, it's in Genesis. Is actually in Genesis 13, if you read the story. Abram left. He followed what God told him to do, but Lot came with him. They got there. They were on land. They had all their cattle. They were being blessed. They started fighting because it was getting too crowded. They had to separate. When Lot went his separate way and Abram went his separate way, that's when God spoke to him and told him, Everything that you see in front of you, I'm blessing you and I'm giving it to you. God could have told him that when he was back there in the other section with Lot. He could have told him, yeah, Everything you see in front of you, I'm giving it to you. But see, Lot wasn't supposed to have a part of that. And that's what you have to remember. When you take this journey and you're following the directions of the Lord, you have to know when he tells you to do something, Unless he tells you to bring somebody else with you, it's for you. Because it wasn't, like I said, until Abram separated from Lot. That's when God gave him what the promise was going to be. So now, if he would have stayed with his nephew, he would have never received the promise. He was blessed. Don't get me wrong, he was blessed. He was living a blessed life. But was he living his best life? So that's what you have to think about. You can be living a blessed life and having everything that you need and everything that you want, so to speak. But is that your best that God has for you? And that's where it comes in with relationships. That's where you have to have that discerning spirit or at least pray and have God to show you what should, who should I have around me? Who should I have speaking in my ear? Because here we go with the words again. Who should I be listening to? Who should I be running to, to talk to, to get advice from? Is that the person that he actually put there? Or is that just the person that makes you feel comfortable when you go to them and you want to hear what they have to say and not saying that what they're saying to you is wrong, but is that the best? Is that the
0: best that he has set up for you? Something to think
1: about. Something to think about. So if you get a chance, read Genesis, and you'll see the whole thing that happened with Abram, and then his name changed to Abraham. But in the beginning, when he left from his his pagan family, he was Abram. And that right there, that right there is where we're at. That's where we're starting from right now. We're in a spot. We were in a spot. And God, and I'm not saying everybody had pagans in their life. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. That's where we're at. I'm talking about we're starting from where he started from. God's telling you to do something. We're starting our five-year journey. Our journey, which something in our spirit was telling us we need to do better. We need to go and get more. So that's our five-year journey. So that's where God was starting with Abram, telling him, you need to leave from there in order to get better for you. So that's what I mean Where that's where we're starting at. So now he left, we left, we left. We've started our journey. Now you have to evaluate the relationships in your life. And like I said, he brought Lot with him. Lot came with him. God didn't say bring Lot with you, but he, Lot came with him. God didn't tell him not to bring him either. He said, okay, you brought Lot, you brought Lot. You're still following what I need you to do. You left. I'm going to bless you you did leave. I told you to leave. You did that. And then there was friction between them because of the land, there wasn't enough space. But like I said, it wasn't until they split from each other completely. Completely. Where Abram was exactly where God told him to go on his own. And that's the that's the key part of the story. On his own not carrying things familiar with you that's when god talked to him and gave him what the blessing was going to be so now you have to think about it in your life is there something or someone that you shouldn't be carrying along with you on this journey because you've now already purposed to yourself that you're going to take this journey you know we've talked about that you've already got everything in motion you're on you're, you're on the move You're on the move towards your five-year plan. Is there something or someone that should not be there with you? You may not see it right away because it's familiar and it's not a bad familiar. It's good. You know, Lot was his nephew. What was wrong with that? That was family. It was cool. You know, best buds. Yeah, we could hang out with each other. We're good. And Lot had his own money. He had his own stuff. It wasn't like Lot was... Leeching off of him, that's how Abram would have knew, oh, it's time for you to go. Because he wasn't leeching off him. Lot had his own stuff. They were both blessed. So that's what you have to look at. Although this person is with you and you're both doing good, you both moving, you're both going to wherever it is you need to be, and they're happy, you're happy. But is that, are they a part of your journey? And that's what you have to evaluate. That's what you have to think about. So I'm looking at my time. It's almost time for me to go. But I want to leave you guys with this song today. I think I want to leave you guys with a song. I wasn't going to play a song today, but I think we're due for a song. Why not, right? Sometimes it's good to have a song in there every now and then. And I think with the song that I'm about to play, it has to do with relationships as well. And I think it would go great. It'll round up everything that we have here, not just relationships in general, but just your relationship with him as well. So I want to say thank you for tuning in. Tune in again next week because we still have some more powerful stuff that we need to talk about starting in the, hey, the new month of February. Remember your relationships. Remember your words. Be intentional. I want you to have a blessed week. And enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.